Welcome to the Fitness FAQs podcast, where we use calisthenics to become strong like a gymnast, look like a bodybuilder, and gain mobility to move freely. Tell me about the story behind calisthenic movement. Um, in 2012, I got an, got an email from Sven. Yeah. And back then, I was doing parkour, and I was just in uh, Fuerteventura, yep. and yeah, I was recording some footage of the parkour um, video and I just edited it and put it on YouTube and Sven contacted me because I was doing a handstand to straddle planche at the beach yeah um just right in the middle of the all the running stuff from parkour and so yeah and um yeah he asked me if I'm interested in um yeah meeting and um maybe that he can start teaching calisthenics in our parkour association and yeah we met and i said of course yeah we can do it yeah and so he started and a few weeks later i I guess in september yeah i think at the at the beginning in the beginning of september um i joined him with the uh, calisthenics group yeah and yeah, I liked it. Awesome. And um, it didn't take much time until we um, yeah, found out that we both like to cut videos yeah. and produce videos. We spoke earlier about um, yourself and Sven. Speaking yeah. of which, where, where is old mate Sven? Where is he? Um, He's missing yeah. in action. People are probably thinking <laughs> this is one half of Carl's yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah. Probably the better half, yeah. let's argue that. Come I don't on. know. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. And right now he's not here because he's home and checking uh, the footage that we just shot today and yeah. uh, thinking about if we have to re uh, re uh, shoot something tomorrow. I'm absolutely loving this work yeah. ethic, yeah. by the way. So you and I got up at 6 a.m. Yeah. I rolled out of bed, which was a mattress in the gym, yeah. <laughs> straight to warm up, filming planche, front lever, hit some breakfast, absolutely. then we filmed. And then Sven was there as well. Yeah. And we're in the evening now still still working away at this stuff and just loving to see your passion, Sven's passion, just ruthless work ethic. Yeah. So at the moment, Calisnate Movement, the team, yourself, Sven, who else is involved and like what are their, what are their roles in? Um, we have uh, Leon. Some people might know him from uh, several videos. Um, we met Leon in, I think, 2013 or 14. Yeah. He was t- um, taking part in one of our workshops. And yeah, he really stood out because he was um, very young and he was very um, strong. Yes. And he learned pretty fast uh, a lot of skills and um, he increased his, his power very good. So yeah. um, I think his... his um, Personal best, I just turned off the light. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, his personal best uh, in, in pull-ups was his body weight plus 85 kilo. And his body weight is uh, 70 kilo. So strong. Yeah. that's very strong. Yeah. And yeah, he also did uh, the Iron Cross without training a lot, of, uh, a lot for it. Yeah. And he was learning the backflip in like one or two days. And yeah, he's very talented. So he features in some videos when you need help for like a third person to do yeah. the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes um, he, uh, yeah, just uh, came with us to workshops that we were giving, and yeah. um, it was always when we were driving somewhere else for a workshop, we used the time around it for filming. So yeah. um, we stayed there overnight in the gym and in the morning we just got up like we did it today and started filming and Leon was a part of that and then we have uh, Sophie or Sophie (laughs) (laughs) oh no not Sophie Sophie is like I pronounce it but uh, Sophie and she's doing um, some videos you have seen her in in some of the latest videos Um, and she's doing our uh, email most of the email um, parts like customer support so, that type like, of stuff yeah, yeah. the support yeah. right um, yeah that's it we have um, two 
two guys that are doing some marketing stuff and so and yeah i think that's what makes uh calisthenic movement calisthenic movement because it's very grassroots in the sense that it's all done in-house there's thought behind every single thing that's done and that must be why people love it because they know that you're in the trenches doing the training you are explaining things the way that the audience can relate to etc etc but i want to discuss this with you because we have a very similar approach at fitness faqs Mm -hmm. but i feel that what makes it good is that the the content is you know what the people like and can relate to but i feel that my production quantity and how much i can release in terms of youtube and programs is not as good as it could be What's your thoughts on trying to get that balance of enough content versus the quality? Because I'm sure you're in the same position. Your audience can't get enough of your content. Um, Maybe, yeah. Um, In my opinion, quality is the most important part. Um, I can understand for people that start with YouTube themselves that they want to produce videos and put out a new video every second day so that people will see it and um, they get more subscribers and and stuff like this. Um, But I think it's not very good because people get um, bored by it. If you release a video every second day or every day, um, I mean, it's it's like I have it myself. I um, subscribe to some different YouTube channels yeah. And I get the uh, notification. Yeah. And I have it on the smartphone and I see it and I say, uh, I'm just on the road right now. Yeah. I'll watch it later. Yeah. So yeah. Turn off the uh, phone and then I, f- I forget about it. Yeah. Right. And the next day I want to watch it and it's gone because the next video already came. Yeah. And so the notification is gone and the new notification came up. Yes. So, and then I, um, maybe there's a, a video that's not that interesting for me. So, I um, slide it away and yeah. then it's then it's it's away and uh, in, in a lot of cases I don't watch the video and if you um, release videos like we do every uh, two weeks yeah. um, I think people are looking forward that uh, for the release of the video in terms of the process of a calisthenic movement video what the people see what does it take from start to finish the entire process? Um, the first step is the idea. Most ideas come from questions from clients or from fans, uh, followers, um, or comments on YouTube videos. This gives us the idea um, that people don't understand a specific thing and that we have to explain it. So yeah. we think about how can we explain it the best. And yeah, then we write a text which is the text that we um, record later for the voiceover. Um, Most of the time Sven is uh, writing these texts. Um, Then I control it if the grammatic is fine and everything. Um, Then we start shooting and we have the text and we just um, go from, uh, from the start to the end and think about every... Uh, every part of the text how we can show it how we can um, make people understand what we mean and how how to show um, yeah what's needs to be shown exactly. because some some things are not easy to explain um, because you would have just or you, you would have to use too many words to explain it and it's not understandable. And that's so, the real art of a tutorial yeah, where yeah. it's about conveying as much information on a complex topic yeah, as simply as possible. Time, yeah. Yeah. Make it accessible to everyone and not only to people that studied anything or something, uh, yeah. especially maybe in sports science. So is your goal with every video, if someone has no exercise background, they should be able to watch a video, start and to say, ah, all right, I know what you mean. Perfect. That's, that's the goal, right. And... Yeah, we shoot all the videos and afterwards we uh, we cut it, which is Sven's part for the most videos. Um, some videos are also cut by me, but only a few. It's yeah. like the like the backflip push uh, video. 
push up. <laughs> it's like the backflip uh, video. Yep. Um, because Sven didn't know how to learn the backflip. What are the uh, steps? Yeah. Um, that you have to go to in order to learn it right. Yes. Um, that's why this was my video, but the most other videos um, is are done by Sven, and yeah, he does the cutting and the editing. Um, I'm um, recording the the voiceover. Uh, send it to Sven, and he cuts everything together. Then he sends it over. I um, check it if everything's fine, if there are any mistakes or something like this, or if we can explain something different or yeah. better. Um, but most of the time, it's pretty good. good. So he does a good job. Um, yeah, and after that, he color grades everything. He does the, the post um, adaptations in the video, and yeah. yeah, so that in the end, everything looks almost the same. Gotcha. Yeah, sometimes um, it's hot because we shoot outside. We just have seen it today. Um, yeah. You shoot in the sun, you set the camera, all the settings to the sun, and then the cloud comes and everything yeah. is dark and you don't see anything and the shadows look different and the color yeah. is less yellow and yeah, yeah. stuff like this. And it's pretty hard or maybe even impossible, uh, impossible for at least for us to... Um, to make it look similar in the post-production. Yeah, so. because for the people that don't know, yeah, yeah. it's just you two doing yeah. the filming. Yeah, You don't have other people well, yeah, on Yeah, we don't have any anyone that uh, films us. We only uh, yeah, put the uh, camera where it yeah. should be and um, set up everything and then we click record and of course. that's it. Yeah, and the thing is with the exercise videos, it's... You've not only got the environmental aspect of different light, winds, all that conditions, yeah. you've also got to have the skill of filming the actual exercise properly themselves. Yeah. It's no accident why yeah. your videos are so crisp in yeah. terms of composition, speed and timing. All that takes work on a dynamic movements of exercise is yeah. very, very difficult yeah. to do. You have to find the right angle so that you can see the movement that is um necessary to be seen yeah um and sometimes you focus on specific body parts so you have to find another angle so yeah. they are uh, in the focus in the middle of the screen or something like this yes sometimes you have to put it on the side and uh, write uh, some yeah. text on the side so that you can explain different things differently and yeah and i just highlight that for the audience listening or watching because they would watch your videos or fitness FAQs videos as well. As well, yeah. Of course. <laughs> most and of them do. Most of them, I yes. So. And Which is good. They probably enjoy it, but they don't understand necessarily why it's so clean and refined until they watch other types of videos where it's rushed. Like yeah, there's yeah. no thought behind yeah. how we're filming a front lever, a planche, the angle, that yeah. type of stuff. I think uh, most of the time you can see it if you watch videos where people just take a gopro or a, a yeah. handy camera a smartphone yeah. camera handy is <laughs> yeah. different in in english and yeah, yeah in german it's uh, the smartphone is called handy yeah <laughs> that's why um yeah if they use it like that and just record themselves and everything is shaky yeah and, uh, maybe the face goes out of the frame and yeah yeah it's we we shoot most time on, on tripod yeah or we use a gimbal um to make the shot steady and yeah. look very clean. And yeah, we try to to make it really like almost perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's not possible to do anything perfect, but yeah. we try to come as close as possible to that. And um, I think we, we both have a, a very high, um, I don't know how you call it in English. Like uh, a high standard of, of Yeah, we, we want to make everything better. We, yeah. We always try to find some small mistakes yeah. um, that m the most people might not even see, yeah. but we see it and yes. we say, no, that's not okay. We have to do it again. And uh, yeah, sometimes we shoot a scene maybe yeah. five times because yeah. um, maybe the elbow is a yeah. little bit too, too much to the side yeah, yeah, or yeah. the angle is a bit too high or a bit too low or some small parts of the body go out of the frame yeah. and that's something that i really want to highlight for myself personally 
when I first connected with you and Sven, when we did our collaboration in Sydney, I mean, I'd been going at YouTube for several years then and I had a certain standard, but then working with you two really upped my level of, <laughs> uh, how do I put this, attention to detail and just a love of the art of filming, yep. editing, researching, because as you just said, it's making it as good as possible yep. so that everyone can really enjoy yeah. the content and and it shows yeah. man it shows yeah, it, that's it, why it makes got, a difference that's why end. you've got the audience you do and the Absolutely. following you do yeah. thanks so with all that said when you actually do film things correctly with all the thoughts the process stuff like that edit it together it's not done then then you've got to think of other things such as um specifics related to youtube success so like yeah thumbnail titles absolutely going through that process um this is also Sven's part most of the time. Um, he's very creative um, in terms of uh, thumbnail ideas and stuff yeah. like this. And <clears throat> yeah, some, some people say it's clickbait, but the goal is to, to get as many people understand how it works. So yeah. um, if you think you, you uh, did a good job with the video and explained something pretty nice, yeah. Um, yeah, we also want to uh, a lot of people to watch it. Of because course, that's the goal. Yeah. Sometimes there are a lot of uh, misunderstandings, especially in the fitness world and the yeah. sports world. And um, yeah, if you have the knowledge, you yeah, it's it's just like a like a pain to your soul or to yeah. your heart if you listen to such things that are completely wrong and are proven that are wrong. Yeah. And um, if you see people that are really convinced about this wrong stuff, yeah. uh, you just want that they know or they, they learn it, how yeah. it's, it's really. I think your approach in terms of how you do it with titles, thumbnails and stuff like that represents modern media. So yeah. I think there's absolutely I nothing so. wrong with yeah. the approach of a catchy title, thumbnail, call, clickbait, yeah. whatever you will, because what you release is backed up with substance. Absolutely. And if it's the difference between someone seeing your video, which has got good information that people will leave with empowered versus someone else that uses the same tactic, but their content is not good, yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know it's quality. You know that what you're saying in the title is not misleading or the thumbnail. Yeah. So I think anyone that has to say anything otherwise... It is most likely if they're watching your content, let's be honest, just a bit jealous. A um, bit jealous. Yeah, maybe jealous, but uh, sometimes I think they don't listen closely. Yeah, so like or, you'd, you'd say something in a, in a title and maybe they don't watch the whole video, for example. Um, or, yeah, but um, we see it sometimes in, in, in comments. People ask questions that we just explained in the video. Yes. And we are always thinking why did he ask that we just explained yeah right this thing in yeah. the video and yeah. um he either didn't watch the video or yeah. he didn't understand it maybe yeah. but um the, the 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 kind of question that he asks um yeah. tells me or us that he didn't watch the video no, no, no. and uh, or didn't pay attention maybe I don't know. I'd love to ask you as well, just based on what you were just saying with um, the titles and saying <coughs> you like to put your content content out in a certain way because you want it to reach the most audience. And it's a shame when other people that maybe don't have the same credibility and quality content get certain amount of views or exposure, for example. Why is it that calisthenic movement doesn't involve themselves in any type of drama any type of call-outs online, if you will. We don't need to say any names. It's just that's the category of <laughs> yeah. fitness online, right? Yeah. There's a lot of YouTube drama or yeah. people will um, say, your exercise style is wrong or your this is wrong or this and this. Why is it that calisthenic movement <clears throat> just sticks to pure value, giving value? <laughs> we um, simply don't have time for such thing because, yeah, yeah. I mean... We have family, um, we have a lot of things to do the, the complete day and <clears throat> for me it's um, wasting time to debate with other people about such things that are not very 
very important. Yeah. At least to me. Yes. Right. And um, yeah, for me, it's important that the, that the facts are right that we um, show. Yeah. yeah. And if someone has uh, another opinion about something, of course, we can discuss it. Of course. But yeah. I don't really, I don't want to say I don't care about other yeah. YouTubers, but I don't watch that much YouTube in my free time yeah. because yeah. I work with it all the time yeah. and yeah, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to, yeah. to like some, some beefs between different or people or this, or drama. It's very childish, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. I don't like that yeah. stuff, so. I wanted to ask you because I get that question a lot myself because people would like to hear our thoughts, myself, fitness FAQs, your calisthenic movement perspective. And I just think to myself, it's like, well, what's, what's our focus with what we're here to do? We're about empowering, educating people through mainly calisthenics and fitness stuff. So, yeah. I mean, we're confident in what we teach. We know that our stuff is of high value. So... I agree with you. I'm in the same perspective. I'm so busy yeah. running my yeah. business, trying yeah. to help other people with yeah. this stuff that yeah. it's time wasted. Yeah. It's absolutely time wasted. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think um, even if you respond to such things, you just um, make it worse because um, someone is maybe um, yeah. yeah saying something bad about you. Yes, and yes. if you if you react, they will go on and go on yes. and go on, and then you maybe answer again and. So how do you two... It doesn't ha have an, any end, so just don't respond and that's it. Is that how you two deal with just negativity, period? Like I'm sure now that you've got, <coughs> congratulations, over 2 million subscribers. Thanks. I'm still at the time of this yeah. video trying to get the million myself. Yeah. How do you deal with the fact that there's more eyes, more comments? Um, how do you deal with negativity, like in terms of just plain um, nastiness and just dealing with that social media, social media, I guess, toxicity? Yeah. Um, differently. Sometimes um, there are critics that are um, correct. So yeah. um, then we think about, okay, yeah, maybe that's right. And yeah. we have to um, yeah, explain it differently next yeah. time. Um, but most of them are just childish childish stuff um and it, it seems like uh, they there are uh maybe 12 or 13 year old yeah. guys that don't know what to do and have fun with yeah um insulting other people or stuff like this and yeah yeah Sometimes it really depends on. So yeah. if it's if it's a good criticism, we are open for it. Yeah. Um, but in the most cases, it's not. What is calisthenic movements vision for the future? Um, yeah, we want to grow further, reach more people, yeah. and maybe um, have an, uh, have a wider spectrum of uh, things that we can teach and explain. Um, I mean, we mainly do calisthenics, yeah. but we also included um, stuff with uh, barbells or free weights or stuff like this. Yeah. Um, we even did videos about the gym yeah. uh, workouts and compared it to calisthenic movements. And yeah, I think we could maybe um, yeah, open that up. Yeah. Um, we also want to start um, talking a bit about nutrition okay. because that's very important too. And yeah, that's the goal. I've noticed that recently for the people that don't know the future content that's coming, you're very much so diversifying to capture different audiences. Like you said, you released a morning mobility video, which yeah. has caught maybe the yoga community. Yeah. You're going to be releasing a video on some fitness testing. So just trying to get different audiences. Do you yeah. feel that that's a, a good approach because some... Businesses would argue to essentially stay in your own lane, keep doing calisthenics. But what's your perspective on, on trying to expand your company, if you will? Um, I think um, you can always learn from other stuff. So if you only stay in the calisthenics world, um, you're some kind of limited. Yeah. Um, I think if you uh, take a look outside of this world, you can learn stuff. 
And even if it's that you don't do something um, in a specific way, yeah. because you see, okay, they do it like this and they, or a lot of people hurt themselves. Yeah. So you just learned, okay, I won't do it like this. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's uh, connected to uh, doing a video about it and you have to learn the wrong technique and you have to show the wrong technique and it's not not always easy to do that because um, yeah we also can uh, get an injury from that and we have to be very carefully um, it all already happened that we uh, wanted to show something w what was wrong yeah. to show how it's not done and then show the correct version and when doing the wrong uh, version we just uh, got an injury yeah and that's very yeah sad <laughs> yeah because you you know how it is you have to stop training for yeah. a long time you have to uh, regenerate everything and yeah what, what are your plans what are my plans for the yeah. future um similar to calisthenic movement if i was to be really clear with fitness faq's vision be the industry leader in calisthenics education so Especially in the world of fitness, there's so many things you can do and there's so many things calisthenics companies do in terms of clothing, workout equipment, this, that, having a gym where people can come and stuff like that. I feel that my real skill set passion is in teaching education with the physio background and years yeah. in the field doing it. And it's, it's super tempting to want to do different things and go different directions, but I've thought long and hard about it. I feel it's a big distraction from where the most value can be given to people, which is empowering them through education to do it themselves. Yeah, That's my big thing. That's what I've always valued is like in personal training, I, I feel that anyone can really push someone to the limit yeah, in the sense absolutely. of, all right, let's, let's have a workout. Let's do push-ups, pull-ups, dips yeah. until you until you die yeah. and let's just do a circuit, this, this yeah. and that. My big thing is, okay, what's your objective? You want to learn mobility? Let's give you a plan. You want to learn a skill like a handstand, one-arm handstand, let's give you a path for that. You want to build strength? Let's do this. You want to build muscle through it? Do this. So education, empowering people to do it themselves. I don't want people to have to hold someone's hand to go through you know training having to pay them all the time yeah my big thing is teach them through either free content or a premium service such as a program that they pay once for and then they have the tools for life to train themselves yeah so that's good that's the goal and eventually um my goal is to really make this larger than me so at the moment people think of fitness faqs as daniel vadnall yeah. but I mean, I can't be doing this when I'm 70 to this standard. I'm yeah, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. At least you need someone that shows the stuff. Yeah. Might the, have to take exercises. A, few, a few more boosters to do some <laughs> sessions like that. But yeah, my, my goal is to have systems in place for this style of training and philosophy where there's coaches and teachers that have a passion for it, can teach really well and practice what they preach doing this fitness FAQs method, which is education. Nice. Yeah. And just like you said, um, I think also a lot of people think that uh, training is always going to your limit. And we, we experience that you don't have to go to your limit all the time. And it's even uh, yeah, against your, uh, your improvement. Yeah. Um, to to max out all the time and i think people don't understand it what i can understand <laughs> yeah because um if you max out you really feel that you have done something yeah that you are tired and of course you think okay i'm tired now it must have an effect on, on my body so um but if you do this all the time uh, at some point the body is not capable of regenerating everything um, like it should be and many people don't believe us when we say um, don't go all out in every training yeah like 
if you can do like 10 pull-ups don't do 10 pull-ups in the yeah. first set but do only seven yes or six then rest then do another five yeah even if you could do eight and but this is is a, a way of training um that uh, gives you the ability to uh, increase the, the frequency of the training so that means you can train more often yeah and um i think a lot of people don't really or they they, they underestimate the, the function of the brain in in terms of learning skills and in terms of improving strength so it's more about repeat exposure repetition even yeah, if it's yeah. not maximal it's the fact yeah, that you're yeah. doing it more often yeah it's uh it's just like a piano player yeah, yeah? um a world leading piano player uh, from what i've heard um uh, practices about three to four hours every day yeah just to hold its standard yes or his standard and um you you can see how many repetitions the the brain needs to really perfect something oh, yeah you can't rush strength yeah that's it and i also think that a lot of people are not uh, patient enough just like you said it. yeah um they think okay right now i start training like in the beginning beginning of january <laughs> and um yeah in at the end of january they stop because they don't see success but it needs longer yeah it, it's not possible to have a very high success in, in four weeks maybe of course you can have success and you can see changes in this time yeah. but um the real success and the real improvement needs way more time and i think that comes to just how society culture is these days period not even in fitness just everything i mean everywhere everything's real instant gratification isn't it you can get things Absolutely. straight away yeah. and i guess people tend to think of training the same way yeah. how do you deal with the the fact for some people i'll talk about myself personally and i'm sure other people can relate it's we are aware of the physiological underpinnings behind exercise that you need to train rest recover you can only do so much yeah. what would you say for the people that are passionate we use the word obsessed who love training so much that uh, for myself personally can easily say the information to others coaching other people yeah. but when it's time to take a look and reflect myself rest and recuperation deloads maybe not training as hard as often is hard what would you say to someone like me um <clears throat> i know a lot of people like this um and it's really hard to get really through to them um you you first have to show them that you know what you're talking about so you have to um, make them believe you yeah and then you have to explain them why it's not the best option to go on the treadmill every day and walk or, or run for 10 kilometers or uh, go on, on the bike and, and run, uh, ride the bike for 20 kilometers every day. Yeah. Um, and if you really can explain it very well, they believe you and then they start uh, changing something. And um, after a few weeks, they, they come back to you and say, you were right. I yeah. just made a change and I improved. Yeah. And this this is a great feeling. If you if you just taught someone and you see the success they have. And they avoid the mistake through yeah. your teaching, yeah. your words, without them having any ramifications. Yeah, yeah. And the ramifications that get forced on you, if you're someone that's stubborn, say like myself in certain ways like that, yeah. is injury. Yeah, absolutely. Or burnout, psychological yeah, yeah. burnout, or something like that. Yeah. So that's that's we really experienced good uh, just this ourselves. Um, like like if it's a golfer elbow or yeah. the brachial radialis overuse, and yeah, it's it comes from too much volume um, combined yeah. with too much uh, intensity yeah. in in a too short amount of time. It's, it's tough, isn't it? Because to get good at training, you need to overcome your natural inclination yeah, yeah. for pain, discomfort and stuff like that. But then yeah. it's incorrect to do that to a point where it's being actually detrimental. So yeah. as you just said, there needs to be a point of listening to your body when it's time to listen to your body. And I think it's very hard to learn to listen to your body. 
Yeah. I think uh, many people um, uh, lost that feeling or that ability yes. to be able to listen to your body. Um, yeah, because today you have a fitness uh, wearable and it tells you your heart rate is this and that. Yeah. And people go running with uh, earplugs and they don't they don't have uh, any option to listen to their body, what their body is telling yeah. during the exercise. Like so, if the heart rate is going up or if you if your um, breathing goes fast or something like this. Yeah. I mean, of course they feel it, but they don't concentrate on it. They so, only listen to the music and yeah. that's it. What would be your advice for like what signs or symptoms to look for for someone that is training really hard and trying to push the limits maybe with their nutrition, their training? What would be something that they should look out for is like, okay, might be time to take it a little bit easier. What would you um, say? I always think about the temporary uh, goal and the long-term goals. And... I guess if someone is young, of course they want to gain, they want to improve, they want to get better. Um, but in the long term, I think everyone wants to stay healthy as long as possible, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, live as long as possible, and be together with your friends, family, and um, have a good life. Yes. But because some time in your life you have to stop doing this, and I think. Um, the harder you or not the harder you do things but um, the more often you do it too hard the, the earlier you have to stop and um, we, we have seen it so many times in, in competitions like uh, freestyle competitions um, people were doing stuff that's crazy really crazy where you think how is that even possible yeah. and two years later this guy was gone and no one ever heard something about him so, yeah because they injured themselves they couldn't train for one or two years they um, got worse they can't do all the crazy stuff and i think then the problem is that they think okay one year back i did a full planche for 10 seconds maybe yes you know, which is really crazy and um They haven't done it for one year. Everything um, um, got worse in their in their body, and then they try to start on that level again, and they hurt themselves much more. Yeah. And it's it's a vicious circle, and I think it's very hard to to overcome yeah. because you know I could could uh, could do this one year back, and I want to get there as fast as possible yeah it couldn't be that hard right yeah but it is it is very hard it needs time and it needs a lot of patience and i think a lot of people don't have this patience yes and then they injure themselves again what would you say based on your years as a teacher sports scientist yourself seeing the calisthenics population what would you say are certain areas of mobility or weaknesses that the average person doing calisthenics should be exposed to more um i think shoulder mobility is a is a huge part in most people yeah. um some kind of hip mobility as well especially if you do a straddle movements yeah i noticed that's a big one a lot yeah. of people don't like to yeah and um a lot of people also have a very bad ankle mobility and this is the main reason or, or one of the main reasons why they can't do a deep squat for example yeah um many people think they uh, their knees are bad or the hips are bad but it starts at the ankle and yeah. if you can't move the ankle uh, far enough so that you can move your knees in front of the yeah. toes you, you can't stay down in a position exactly so i think those are the, the main points i was going to ask you as well in terms of what your focus is now and in the future. Seems like you're putting a lot of effort into training programs, trying to help as many people as possible through the products on your website. How about in terms of in-person stuff? Is that something you enjoy in terms of personal training or teaching workshops and seminars through Calisthenic Movement? Um, we enjoy it, definitely. Um, but it's, it's a lot of work. Um, you have to do 
yeah. uh, to reach very few people. Like when we do a workshop, um, just where you will go on Friday yeah. uh, in Düsseldorf, uh, we also held some workshops, I guess like three or four. Yeah. And we have to go there five hours. So we, we get up in the morning at four o'clock, start um, going there. Then the workshop starts at 10. Yeah. Then we have eight hours workshop yeah. um, until six. And sometimes we just start afterwards yeah. and we are back home at, at uh, midnight. It's a crazy so schedule. It's, it's, it? it's yeah. crazy. And you only um, teach like 30 people or so. Yeah. Uh, and if you release a video, you can really plan it very well. And you, you reach thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you also have a lot of uh, effort. Yeah. You have to um, shoot the stuff. We discussed it just yeah. right now. Um, you have to edit it. You have to do all the research before. and But but you reach much more people and it's lasting. Stands because, the test of time. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you release a good push-up video. That's it. Someone will always come back and want to learn how to do that. Yeah, I think um, if you found a way how to really uh, um, explain something very very well yeah it's better to make a video about it because people can watch it all the time like yeah. they can in in five years they still can yeah. watch it and they will have the same explanation um if you do a workshop people only have this one moment interesting and yeah. they can't reproduce it later yes. you know um and, but i think on the other side it's it's much better to for for the customer, it's much better um, yeah. to uh, experience the the person personal uh, explanation because yeah. um, when we have people in the workshop, we can correct them live, in person, yeah. and maybe they they feel it yeah. what we mean, and it's it's one one more sense that they they, they can experience. And you need to remember as well for them, it's it's. You're legends in their eyes. They've probably been following you for yeah. a long time. They look up to you both That's another point, for a yeah. source of information, but inspiration, motivation, yeah. and them learning directly from you with the eye contact, the physical cues. Yeah, yeah, to them, the same message in a workshop versus online, especially if they're paying for the premium workshop experience, they're probably going to have that with them for, forever. Yeah, And absolutely. I guess, I guess... From my perspective as, as a teacher, I'm, I'm like you. I enjoy the online stuff because you reach so many people. And to be honest, that's quite crazy for us to even conceptualize the, the number of views and people that are seeing our stuff. Yeah. It's, it's wild, yeah. isn't it? If it's, you it's actually think about a lot, it. Yeah. But there's something like... I, if, yeah. you, if you tell someone that you have uh, done a video for, and, and one million people watch it, yes, which is not the most... Uh, what no, no, no. Uh, or most um, clicks for one yeah. video, right? Yeah. Um, but imagine how many people are one million. And I mean, it's not just a single view. If we were to show people the actual back end, the demographics such yeah. as watch time, yeah. you show watch time, and a video will get years worth of total watch time for one video. Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. You can't imagine. But at the same time, there's nothing like that either personal training, one-on-one, group training, face-to-face, -face, yeah. where you you see the people's story, you hear the people's story face-to-face -face and you hear the impact because... And, and they have a live feedback, like like nutrition is, uh, I think, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a good um, example. I mean, you have different um, perspectives. Uh, you have vegans and vegetarians and you have keto and you have what else there is. Yeah. And um, they might all be um, correct to some degree, but I think you have to find what fits good for you. And in YouTube, no one can tell you what's good for you because you have to measure your, your blood yeah. values and stuff like this. and Which is difficult because at, people love yeah. being told this is yeah, the yeah. one approach, the yeah. best approach. Yeah. But what I always say is if there was the best approach for exercise, nutrition, stretching, there would be only one method for each. Yeah, they want to have the perfect solution that fits for everything. 
but that doesn't exist. It's not that it's, simple. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I think that's why um, there are things like nutrition science and yeah. sports science because it's yeah, it's a science. You have to yeah. find out what is really the best yeah. and you have to do different uh, studies that yeah. maybe show that this one works or it doesn't work. So what's the big calisthenic movement philosophy regarding nutrition? Not talking about uh, the specific sub-genres of nutrition what's the main concepts that you teach people um, can use i think the um it de always depends like um this sentence uh, this sentence is something uh, i learned in my studies and i think it's it's one of the best things i learned um the answer to almost everything is it depends because i love that there's, for, yeah. there's nothing that's always right because and that's when you know you're listening to someone of substance that's not Absolutely, trying to sell yeah. you on a particular thing yeah, yeah. i've had this conversation with other experts yeah. in fitness faq's world but that's when you know because you need more information and Absolutely, just saying yeah. something in response to that would be yeah. like taking a shotgun instead yeah, yeah, of a yeah. pinpoint sniper approach yeah absolutely yeah yeah and yeah you just need that information and based on this information you can give um tips And hence how you can, how you could yeah. uh, try to, to, to eat, for example. And, the, the and then you have yeah. to try it if yeah. it works. And if it's not working, you have to test another uh, way. Of course. Yeah. And it's, so. you'd be teaching the big picture stuff that everyone would know listening to this, watching yeah. this is what, what's your objective? Calorie yeah. surplus deficit for yeah. building muscle, getting bigger, you're losing weight. Yeah, absolutely. That type of thing. So big picture stuff fit it into your lifestyle in a sustainable and maintainable way? Um, I think it's possible, yes. Yeah. But it depends on um, how bad you want it. Like yeah. if you want to go down to maybe 5% body fat, yeah. you have to put more energy in it, of okay. course. Then if you are at 20% and want to go, come down to maybe 13, 14, yeah. something like this. And this is what I, the conversation I have with people that I, you know, meet at workshops or just uh, that know of my stuff is, of course, they're inspired, motivated by seeing myself, yourself on YouTube, and yeah. social media and stuff. But I always tell people, you should try and be the best version of yourself. And that's just not me trying to be, you know, humble with what I'm, advice I'm giving. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real because you need to be able to stick to something. Because I don't question people's ability to lose weight, get in better shape. But a lot of people do it in a really extreme way. And how many people can yeah, keep yeah. it off? Yeah, yeah. Not many. So yeah. I think everyone can do it. Um, yeah, the question course. is how you, um, how you uh, decide yourself. Yeah. I mean, I can understand it. There are a lot of uh, um, very delicious foods. And many of them are not the healthiest no. and uh, they have a lot of calories and over time they make you just fat. Yeah. And if you decide that you enjoy the moment of eating, that's fine. It's your decision. But, um, I think most people don't, um, yeah, don't, don't see that long-term, um, no. effect. And afterwards, I mean, they, they, uh, enjoy it in the moment, but afterwards they say, ah, oh, it was only that moment. And, yeah. Now, now, now I'm fat and I want to get back. And then it's very hard because they yeah. just build a habit and yeah. it's very hard to It's like a change loop, it. isn't it? Yeah. And this is what we just discussed with training. It's the instant gratification thinking and society that we get swept up in. So it's the yeah. same with nutrition. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah you can uh, eat some unhealthy food and it's high in calories. In yeah. the moment, you'll feel great. Yeah. Later on, you're going to feel yeah. Yeah, a certain way. It's just uh, a few hours later. Yeah. Think about it. How uh, how was it? Was it really yeah. worth it? Yes. If you say yes, yes, that's fine. Then then go ahead, do it. But then you also have to live with the consequences. That's true. So. And this is what I find fascinating about nutrition. And I like what we're talking about here because people know about the basics of calories in, calories out. We know all that. Choose sure, your approach, sure. your structure, all that stuff. What I find fascinating with nutrition is the psychology behind it. Yeah. So the habits. The, yeah, you can you can have Absolutely. bad food when you're having a celebration, friends, family, that type of yeah. thing. 
in moderation but yeah sure saying that's not not sexy. even if it's if it's um every now and then and you you go over the limit it's it's, it's fine still okay. but i think most people they do it once and then they felt oh it was good yeah i liked it and they do it again maybe yeah. one year uh, one week later yeah and then the next week later yeah, and yeah. someday it uh, comes from every week to yeah. every second day and then it's every day and then it's every five the hours psychology and behind yeah. nutrition is a fascinating thing because you get it becomes more than the food itself because then it's oh i'm dealing with life stress or this and this yeah. i associate that with having a, a cheat meal or something yeah. and that's your coping mechanism yeah. the advice that i give to people if they want to live sustainably with a good body composition that allows them to have energy for life look good eating the right foods most of the time is changing the mindset from the common notion of, oh, I'm not eating junk food. I'm missing out. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm choosing not to have this yeah. over something else. It's your choice. But yeah, it's your choice. But I think there are different personalities yeah. and um, not everyone can do it easily. I mean, there are, there are people yeah. that are um, have a personality. They just want to be very social and connect with people and have a good time with them and eat yeah, yeah, together yeah. And, and enjoy the moment and celebrate it. Yeah. And I think for them, it's not that easy to just say it's just eating. It's just getting in nutrients. Yes. It's, there are maybe other people that say, okay, um, they see something and say, oh, that's, that's cool. I want to have it. I, I, I'm doing everything to get it. Yeah. And no matter what they do it and they get it. And, um, those people might not have that much uh, trouble with um, yeah, eating clean because they just say, okay, um, I have to do it. I want to reach that goal and I'm doing it. So, yeah, yeah. They, they will reach it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, you have to um, take care of the personalities too. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Alex, been a pleasure man Damn. <laughs> absolutely thank you so much for your hospitality the last few days for having me in yeah. your house with your family yeah. your lovely wife and two kids thanks it's been great seeing you manage everything with with a life and a schedule a busy yeah. life and a yeah. schedule so for the people watching this that you know would think that oh, i just works on calisthenic movement full-time not the case yeah. alex is a teacher as well yeah, and sports works teacher. sports teacher and works on calisthenic movement. So two full-time jobs yeah. pretty much. But yeah, we can keep talking, but we'll keep it there. I'm looking forward to people seeing the content. Hopefully. <laughs> it was awesome. Have a good time. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Visit fitnessfaqs.com to master calisthenics and become a bodyweight pro.